0: Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share thoughts on memoirs of an LDS therapist. I've been mentored now by Maurice for a decade, and I love that I get to hop on and teach the marriage repair classes. We'd love to have you there. My women's marriage repair class happens Tuesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and men's marriage repair is Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can sign up for those by going to lifechangingservices.org under therapy services and click on Marriage Repair Workshop. Can't wait to see you in class. Uh, but welcome to Men's Marriage Repair on the 9th of February uh, 2022 22, I mean. And we're going to go over protection. Uh, one of the three Ps of the of the Melchizedek priesthood, three P's of, of really um, getting into some of the coolest areas of how to show our our righteousness and our, our greatness. So, so I want you guys to imagine that you're the pilot of a plane and you're, everything's going well, but all of a sudden there's something wrong and you're doing everything you can to see what that thing is that is wrong, but All of a sudden you're in that kind of that 45 degree angle going down very fast. um, Toward the ground. At breaking speed, the ground is coming faster and faster. Um, You use your skills and abilities and resources available to you. You end up pulling up, but it eventually crashes into the ground everybody survives fortunately you had enough skill to make sure that you could you could survive and and nobody would die on the plane uh, there are very uh, there are various injuries on the plane and people that are extremely hurt and scared you then are very, taken aback, because when you go back to check on people, everybody is mad at you for what you've done, even though you survived and created a situation where everybody could survive on that plane. Of course, after such an event, there's a lot of trainings. There's a lot of um, things that you have to go through in order to get back to flying again. I don't know if it takes years. I don't know if it takes months. I've never been a pilot before, but um, you eventually get back to where you can fly again. You've got your license back. You've got everything you can to to get back to uh, flying again. But you realize that as you're starting to fly again, um, there's some people that want to go on the plane again, but they're hesitant. They may have been a part of that place or part of that um, flight, where it was a crash landing, where everybody survived. But and maybe they've heard a lot of different things from others and through the media. And they're checking in and seeing who the, the commander is, who the pilot is, and they still feel hesitant. Um, and so there's a lot of pain as you're going back and trying to earn the trust of your company, earn the trust of uh, your customers, and you eventually get back, but you're still facing a lot of hesitancy and delay, delayed process of the people that are coming on the plane. And by this, I think it feels familiar, right? We feel like this is a familiar state. But I want to ask you guys a question, if, and if you want to write in the chat or whatever, um, what is going through the man's brain or the pilot's brain when he sees that people are hesitant to get back onto their plane? I want you to think about that. And if you do have an answer, that'd be great. What is going on in the brain and mind of that pilot? When he sees that that everybody's a little bit hesitant to get back on. So I imagine, so that frustration, defensiveness, there's a little bit of like frustration, anxiety. There's maybe even some anger. that An immature pilot might say, can't you see all the work I've done? Why are you judging me? Right? Some people may go to, hey, look at this whole list of things that I've done to make sure I could go back and be the expert pilot. And I've even gotten better through it. I've even become better through it. So there is that. There's that urgency to be defensive or show what you've done to get better. Now, let's think of the opposite. What would would cause that person, especially if they are hesitant getting on the plane, what would help that that person feel even more safe and calm while they're getting on? Because this is probably a very anxious time they're having trying to get back on that plane. What would cause them to feel a little bit more comfort to get on that plane? What were the what would be the words? What would cause them to feel a little bit more comfortable to get on that plane again, to fly again? You don't have to get on now if you're not ready. Yeah, we got I'm the immature pilot, by the way. Hey, we we get we get those, right? We get we we say some things that are not so helpful. But we learn, right? The pilot should show a lot of empathy, the empathic statement of, hey, I get it. I even even prepared something for such a case that if you need to go on a different plane, there's other options, right? Because I understand why you wouldn't want to be on this plane, no matter how much training I've been through. It's okay. It's okay to feel hesitant. If you would like, I'd like you, I'd like to take you through my pre-flight check. I go on the outside and the perimeter of the of the flight and to show you what's what's going on in different parts. I've also prepared an in-flight or in in interior flight check to see if you want to see to show you what I do there too, to check before I get into things. I looked at the last time. Look at that. Looked at the video. I looked at the kind of the things that happened in the black box before. What were what were some of the things that happened? I want you to show. I want to show you kind of some of the adjustments that have made been been made here in this area. If you're wanting to, if that would make you feel. And the thing is, there's still no pressure to get on this plane. But if you if you'd feel like that would help, I can go do that. In the chat, I'm also going through with this with my daughter, she's pretty, she's pretty, I lost the, she's pretty disconnected from me, my wife wants me to be a participating parent, but my daughter bypasses me all the time. So is it not normal for other people that were on that plane or for people that are familiar with the the state of that situation to not go and share their they're not so nice thoughts about that plane or their experience. Right. But we tend to think, oh man, it should just be, it should just be held in and forgotten and forgiven. That's if the, the unprotective part of us is, is there. So there's a lot that goes into this pre-flight check of the exterior and interior. We're going in and checking everything. I bet it, you know, I I compare it to um, the the border check or the border patrol that a Captain Moroni might do in his land, right? Or the the people that he trusts to go around the city of Ammonihah or the city of Noah um, to check and see what's going on on the borders. It's one one of those things we can do in our home. We can check and see what's going on that causes some pain, right? If it's like not following up or not doing the dishes and thinking that somebody else is going to do them, we could do kind of like a border patrol to see what causes us pain. Even in our home, we can go check the borders there. There's a lot of things that we can do to make sure that, that uh, we have that pre-flight check or we're doing kind of a boundary check on the different situations. So if you liked what you heard in this segment and would like more, please sign up from my marriage repair by going to lifechangingservices.org under therapy services and click on marriage repair workshop. Really looking forward to seeing class.